Hello and welcome to The Beaten Track. I'm Joe Bullock and as always I'm joined by Louis Baker. Hello Joe, it's been a, been a little while hasn't it? Yeah, we've had a little interim where we, we did not record. Mm, yeah, I know, but back by popular demand. Yeah, all the fans have been getting at me, messaging constantly. I'm almost it's been a lot of, a lot of hate to mail. an abusive level, yeah, the, the amount <laughs> that people have wanted this to come back. But we're back um, by popular demand, yes, and... Yeah, we're doing an episode on a new album by St. Vincent. You could say, Joe, that the daddies are home. And... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know about that. Oh, I see. Yeah, moving swiftly on from that. Um, yeah, we're doing yeah. we're doing Daddy's Home by St. Vincent, yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> exciting one this is one of them ones that i was like looking forward to um which and there was like a couple recently um that i've been sort of keeping my eye out for which hasn't happened for a little while it's tended to be like things that i hadn't expected but this was one that i um was excited for uh even though the build it wasn't that long i guess but um yeah i really enjoyed um her previous album mass seduction and not, a, not someone I've listened to loads and loads of, but I also listened to that collaboration with David Byrne, which uh, I enjoyed, and also Strange Mercy, which I think was maybe a, set, a second or third album. So, yeah, um, a really cool artist and one who changes it up quite a lot. And, uh, yeah, uh, an exciting one. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I was, like, neither excited for it nor... I don't know, yeah, I just feel like I haven't caught up with much St. Vincent. Like, I like actor quite a lot. And I never listened to Mass Seduction. I'm kind of, like, in the, the shallows a bit with, with her music. But, yeah, this was a good album. I enjoyed it quite a lot. So that was um, good, I guess. Yeah, it was... I think I was expecting something more... Or maybe lots of people were expecting something a bit more kind of, like, traditionalist or something. The kind of cover and the aesthetic kind of leans on those kind of... 70s or like old school rock and roll that kind of vibe or which it does have the album has like lots of different influences from those those kind of eras but in a very kind of eclectic and contemporary way and still very like very much the signature sound of St Vincent I guess yeah it's uh, yeah it definitely draws upon that 70s element and like 70s sorry 70s New York um a great deal um but yeah you you still get the element of what you might expect and and but you kind of lose the sort of some of the sort of electro pop that you got from like mass seduction some of the more maybe futuristic type elements are replaced by a little bit more uh I guess retrospective feel to the album and drawing upon a few more yeah, sort of seventies soul influences, and we also get a bit of like um, Pink Floyd kind of kind of influence going on. Um, you know that Bowie's a, a 
big influence and interesting that we didn't talk about Bowie that long ago but yeah definitely that that sort of 70s glam feeling is strong here but I think you're right it's never it's not done in a way that's just completely sort of nostalgia there's still variation and um and and a yeah a sort of urgency still to it um that, that makes it sound contemporary mm. I almost found it quite jarring the first time I listened to it really because I didn't really know what to expect track to track. Like you said, there are those influences. There's some songs that like, you'll have like one song with like a bit of a funk influence or like a bit of R&B and stuff. They're kind of scattered throughout. And like the first song, it's just like, I think I found the mix so kind of, um, yeah, it was jarring in a way just because the the amount of different kind of instruments going on and the kind of, sounds quite cluttered, but it's still quite impactful. And um yeah, just the blending of all those elements was kind of like, I didn't know what to expect, but yeah, enjoy it overall. Yeah, there are quite a few instruments. There's a, there's a lot of sitar on here, which mm. um, more like, almost like, like, I think it's like synthesized sitar kind of feel. And, and yeah, but I actually quite like a lot of it. It works quite well, though at times you get a, the sense that, um, yeah, there is something slightly, I kind of get that maybe jarring, although I really enjoyed the album, but yeah, there's, Maybe the instrumentation can be, um, yeah, a lot of times. Um, and yeah, what we don't get is those like St. Vincent sort of guitar tones that we, we might be used to, the sort of those little sort of like spurts of uh, electric guitar that, that appeared on a lot of those previous albums and stuff. Um, but yeah, like you said, you get a lot of sitars, a lot of piano, and, and like you said, there's a lot of grooves and, and sort of funk influenced things going on. And there's some great, there's some really great grooves and melodies to the whole thing. Uh, and also the backing vocals are really good as well. Um, there's like a sort of uh, gospel feel to them, almost like a little bit show tuny at times. And yeah, they're they're really great and adds add a lot to to a couple of these tracks and. Add something to the playfulness, I think, as well. The record, there's some touch upon a few um, sort of personal subjects, um, including her dad being in prison, hence daddy's home, and things like that. But we also there's also a humour and a playfulness to the album. So there's I think there's a balance there to to those two uh, aspects. Yes, I mean I think well, if you don't mind, we can go into the track. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because I think part of the reason why it was perhaps a little bit jarring because I'm not a huge St. Vincent fan is like the the first song, Pay Your Way in Pain, kind of got begins with this kind of quite upbeat um, but kind of backgrounded piano melody. And then it's got this really sort of fuzzy, quite loud um, synth. It almost sounds like Eurythmics or something. It's very like <laughs> sort of pulsing and, and strong and kind of weird and... Um, but yeah, it's a great open, I think. And yeah, it's kind of all the different elements of these quite cluttered kind of backing vocals and the kind of eclecticism of the instruments that are coming in, like especially towards the end of the song. Um, yeah, I really like that that opening, like you mentioned, that kind of bright piano and this bubbling synth. It's, um, but I get it, there is that sort of jarring element. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And I like the way the vocals kind of, you have these sort of like stuttering, teasing sort of spoken vocals and then the more sort of effects laden vocals in the chorus and these great backing vocals of, 
what do you want? What do you want? Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's really great. And um, there's a couple of lyrics there as well about how she sort of went to the park to watch the little children and the mother saw her heels and said, I wasn't welcome. And you get a lot of that. There's a lot of mention of, of heels in these first couple of tracks and, and also of, of um, mothers and, and fathers as well. But uh, yeah, that was one that I enjoyed. And yeah, I agree. I think it's a pretty great opener, although um wasn't one wasn't like one of the one or two standouts that uh from the album for me mm. i really love the next track actually as well they're kind of yeah me too down and out downtown um i really love that sort of groovy bass and then that wonderfully sort of expansive chorus of hey i was flying uh which is really great and yeah i like this that idea of like the the journey um back across town after a, a night out uh, in your heels and um as we mentioned a lot about new york and and i, th- I was a quote from st vincent about the track being in, in new york you kind of ride the balance between abandon and destruction and there's this there's the glamorous element to it but there's also the sort of uh yeah the destructive element to it and i think that track captures it pretty well yeah, and that, like you said, the kind of Pink Floyd thing, the kind of prog and the kind of euphoric mm. quality, the quite kind of supernatural quality of it, and it's quite heightened. And yeah, it's got these kind of more noticeable, perhaps, than the last track. It's got this kind of, well, quite similar drum tone. It's kind of repeated throughout the album, a similar sort of sound, but quite sort of layered and kind of subtle drum beats that are just in the background of the songs, along with the kind of really kind of deep bass notes and I don't know I, yeah I mean I think the vocals are pretty stellar throughout really the album and I like how she's able to sort of modulate for these different style of songs there's quite a lot of songs on here that are kind of quite low-key I think um quite subtle you get kind of ballads and things like that but she's kind of she maintains a sense of like escalating the songs quite well through just subtle changes in her voice and stuff and yeah, I mean, this track's great. Yeah, it's really good. I also really like um, the next track, the title track, Daddy's Home. Um, yeah, referring to, a, I think her father was in prison for 12 years and then released not that long ago. And the the vocals on the core, the vocals on the chorus are brilliant and the backing vocals as well. Um, and I like the way, there's the, as I mentioned before, kind of humorous element to um yeah it's like gallows humor in a way to to the to the situation and um yeah this description of signing autographs in the visitation room and the whole sort of um tone of the song is is very playful and these uh yeah i don't even know how to describe the style of the song in a way it's almost like swingy kind of in a way and um yeah it's but it's really great mm, yeah it's kind of the humor of the lyrics but also the kind of yeah, even the lyrics that are kind of metaphorical or kind of making some kind of point about yeah him being in prison and his like relationship to her, they are kind of funny. They're about like even if it's about like everyone's born good but some angels fall and things like that. It's kind of yeah played in a more playful way and it's kind of yeah it's good stuff. Then I then you get maybe my favorite track of um, the album. Um, Living the dream. Until you hide the stars. 
someone sort of coming around after an overdose and it's really kind of hazy and disorientating and again we mentioned the prog thing and the, the pink floyd thing is the real feel of very sort of languid melody but the the sort of guitar tone as well is is very as that real sort of yeah supernatural kind of feel to it and um yeah i really love the sort of overdone outro to the song as well it feels very sort of 70s prog uh, song, I think the song's about seven minutes long, which uh, you know is essentially prog rock in a in a nutshell, really. So, but yeah, I really, really love that track. Yeah, it's also got that kind of vibe of like perhaps like the sort of George Harrison kind of, mm. um, you know, those kind of slight Indian classical influences just in the background and stuff. The sitar has a sort of more prominent part on a lot of the tracks, kind of replacing electric guitar in a lot of the songs, but in this one, it kind of just sort of melds into the background and it kind of provides this kind of dreamlike landscape and um yeah it sounds really cool and kind of works for this kind of slow sort of escalating ballet um sort of tone so yeah yeah i thought it was really really great i don't know what where else you wanted to go after that i i enjoyed the next track um the melting of the sun um it's actually really kind of psychedelic sort of feel and really satisfying sort of chorus and backing vocals again. Um, and the sort of these mentions of these multiple sort of female artists and the, their sort of um, their, their songs and stuff. And there's a really brilliant spitting vocal about um, Mississippi Goddamn. And yeah, it's really great. And um, yeah, I, I didn't know where else you wanted to go sort of in the track list because the track list becomes a little bit confusing. You got some interludes. Mm. Um, some interludes, but that quite bunched up in a way. Yes, and almost yeah, they're very very short. Um, mm. I mean, I I liked. Uh, I thought "Down" was a great track, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, I yeah. I like the sort of more sort of loud keyboard taps of it, and that kind of bubbly synth. And yeah, the instrumental feels quite quite jumbled, but it's very punchy and kind of effective. And I like the chorus of like, I'll take you down, down, down. And the the sitar notes here are really kind of leaning into that sort of pop aesthetic. It feels like a cool sort of, you know, Justin Timberlake when he was in the sort of great tier of his like uh, music and that kind of a slight kind of, not obviousness of like the instrumental, but a kind of real, just putting it front and center basically and kind of the confidence of that and um, just kind of fulfilling the kind of electric guitar part, but a bit more unexpected, adding this sort of edge to it. And yeah, I think it's a great sort of electric sort of poppy song. Um, very catchy. Yeah. It's a really great pop track. As you mentioned, the sitar is fantastic on that. Um, yeah. I really, I actually quite enjoyed the laughing man before that, which is, uh, has a really I really like the opening of this sort of nine one one. What's your emergency? I'm in love, and 
Um, yeah, the, it's all kind of about the loss of a, a friend and there's a kind of hushed sort of sense to it and the, the nostalgia. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's there's a balance between the humour and the track and, and the emotional weight again, which I thought was pretty great. Um, and yeah, but towards maybe the end of the album, I'm, I'm the, apart from maybe My Baby Wants a Baby, um, there was a few tracks that I found were less memorable maybe. Oh uh, yeah, My Baby Wants a Baby is excellent. Um, yeah. Reminds me of those vocal themes we were talking about way back with like Nadine Shah or something. Um, I love mm. the sort of, and it's got that playful kind of quality, but the quite serious kind of um, content, I guess, of the lyric. I love the sort of, I want to play guitar all day and make my meals in microwaves, the kind of not wanting to commit to a kind of, yeah, having a child basically. And um the kind of portrayal of that kind of independent lifestyle and the kind of the sort of just the individuality of it and the kind of her experiences and uh, yeah it's got this kind of sort of wah-wah guitar and the sort of layered vocals it's got that kind of psychedelic and sort of 70s edge to it as well but it's just a great kind of song and yeah one of my favorites in the album for sure yeah, it's got a wonderful climax to it as well, with the the star building up again, and and yeah, it's um, yeah, it's definitely one of the one of the stands up, one of the standouts. Um, yeah, like you said, that's a great line about sort of cooking your meal in microwaves, and yeah, the sort of the paranoia of the, trying to strike that balance between um, expectation and 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 sort of I guess being free from. Yeah, free to play your guitar and, and eat microwave meals all day, uh, which is the dream. Um, and yeah, but after that, I I don't know. It, there is something weird about these humming interludes and the way the the way the track listing sort of goes and the, these final couple of tracks you have at the holiday party and and which is which. I feel like it's a good track, and even Candy Darling, the, the the sort of final track before the final humming interlude, it, I think is is pretty good, but quite short. But I don't know. The, I feel like the way the album starts is is pretty strong, but then the way the album ends is a little bit, uh, yeah, confused maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's one thing when I've listened to the album because I do think it is a great album in that most of the songs are pretty great, but. Yeah, I think just seeing mm. it as like a coherent, sometimes it, I don't know, I think it might take time, I don't know, because I did really enjoy the album, so. But yeah, you are right, there's there's a there's a great amount of fantastic tracks on here, which I think is probably the, the main takeaway, I would guess, but yeah, maybe coherency, and maybe a little bit of the message towards the end gets a little bit confused, but um, yeah, I thought it was pretty great, and I, I very much very much enjoyed it. Me too. Would you like a quiz? I mean, I feel like I couldn't say no to it, honestly. Well, you're going to like this one, mate. You're really going to like this one. This one's right up your street. This is a quiz all about the 2015 classic American comedy Daddy's Home, starring Will Ferrell <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you went that route. I thought you were going to ask me about Saints or something. Well, I almost did a sort of super group of Saints, but they're all sort of boring Saints. They're all the same. 
Mm. They're all just sort of St. Peter's State. They're all the same. So all I didn't know how they were going to... Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Daddy's so, Home, um, on the other hand, is... Yeah. An absolute classic, yeah. yeah. So we've got, I've got four... Well, I've got three questions about the film and one sort of vaguely about people in the film. Okay. But um, here we go. Uh, so in the skateboarding scene... Which famous skateboarder acts as a stunt double for Will Ferrell? Tony Hawk, I guess. Yeah, it's, there's only one fit. You see, there's quite, there's quite. Wait, can you clarify? So, I've not seen it. Okay, nor have I. But, but I feel like is he just acting as a stunt double? Surely they recognise that in the film. Otherwise, they wouldn't have hired him just for the. I've got no idea. Got absolutely no. Idea. I just read the Wikipedia page, and that's right. what it said. Yeah, right. I haven't seen it either. Don't... So that's... Yeah, although he feel is like we should skateboarder do. right now, though. So. Yes, he is the daddy skateboarder as well. Um, it <laughs> it was the highest grossing live action film of Will Ferrell's career, okay. overtaking which film? Uh, Al. Yes, I tell you what, you could you could have we could have a three out of three on our mm. hands here. I hope so. So, John Lithgow and Mel Gibson. Join the cast for the sequel yeah. of Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home 2. Mm. But which American wrestler also joined the crew? Um, oh. Mm. I felt like, I was, I was going to say Hulk Hogan, but I felt like he got cancelled. But then so did Mel Gibson, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm not sure this is a film that is... Uh, uh, it's either Hulk Hogan or... Um, I was going to say like John Cena or something, but I feel like he wouldn't be a dad. Mel Gibson's like the granddad, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm going to go Hulk Hogan. John Cena. Oh. Unfortunately, mate. Yeah, unfortunately. Would you like a little bonus question? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, this isn't about Daddy's Home, but uh, Will Ferrell uh, was in uh, Talladega Nights, the yes. ballad of Ricky Bobby. But which musical figure appears at the dinner table of Sasha Baron Cohen's character in the film? I have no idea. <laughs> Just wait, any you have, musician? Basically. <laughs> if you hadn't seen it, I don't know why you would know that. But uh, okay, I'm going to go Elton John. You had the first two letters of the, the Elvis Costello. Um, That's so random. And Will Ferrell asks, is that Elvis Costello? And Sasha Baron's co- character goes, no. Um, yeah, okay. it's an absolute classic piece of cinema. Uh, Just like Daddy's so they, Home 1 and 2. There you go. Daddy's Home 1 and 2. Mm. One of the great franchises. I can't believe that made more than Elf, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I, I don't know. You'd be surprised how much people go for films like that, I think. Mm. All right, well, I got two out of three, I guess. You got, yeah, you did pretty well there, mate, I thought. Two out of four. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not counting them. I don't know, yeah. I mean, neither of us have watched the film, so. No, that's true. But we, we are going to right now. By next week, yeah. yeah. Mm, next, then, week, next week, we've got an exciting one, haven't we? Got a ranking, yeah. We are ranking someone, not telling you who. <laughs> the suspense. All right. <laughs> I guess that's it from us, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you all next week.